balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. My name is Ron Hurt. I've been a retired uh, engineer now for almost 25 years. I was totally, totally tired. I mean, washed out completely. My upbringing was always on the natural side, a medication only if necessary. And so it was just a natural inclination to take balance of nature with the balance of nature. I got my even keel back. But the dramatic difference is endurance. The endurance impressed me more than anything. So I would definitely recommend it to anyone. I wouldn't do without it. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with the nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. This is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. The new MyPillow towels are exclusively made with 100% USA combed cotton with proprietary technology and with maximum absorbency. They dry you faster and are guaranteed to work. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled MyPillow. And to thank you for all your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you get my dog beds for as low as $19.99. Or for a limited time, you can get my six-piece towel sets. Regularly $109.99, now only $39.99. The lowest price ever with your promo code. Use Kate, K-A-T-E, as the promo code or go to MyPillow.com forward slash Kate and get up to 75% off. These towels are amazing. So are the pillows, so are the sheets, everything else. But oh my gosh, the towels are amazing. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751. Or go to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code KATE. We tried to be a normal talk show once. Worst two minutes of our lives. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Harari says the countries and companies that control the most data will in the future be the ones that control the world. Today in the world, data is worth much more than money. Ten years ago, you had these big corporations paying billions and billions for WhatsApp, for Instagram, and people wondered, are they crazy? Why do they pay billions to get this application that doesn't produce any money? And the reason why? Because it produced data. And data is the key. The world is increasingly kind of cut up into spheres of, 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 of data collection, of data harvesting. Uh, in the Cold War, you had the Iron Curtain. Now you have the Silicon Curtain between the USA and China. And where does the data go? California, or does it go to Shenzhen and to Shanghai and to Beijing? Harari is concerned the pandemic has opened the door for more intrusive kinds of data collection, including biometric data. What is biometric data? It's data about what's happening inside my body. What we have seen so far, it's corporations and governments collecting data about where we go, who we meet, what movies we watch. The next phase is the surveillance going under our skin. The next phase is the surveillance going under our skin. The next phase is the surveillance going under our skin. That was 60 Minutes on Halloween. 
Hmm. Yeah. Good old Anderson. Yeah. And his weird mother. But anyway, welcome to the K Daly Show. I I'm I'm actually glad you're listening today because we're going to be saying a lot of things on the show today, and I want to take it just a level deeper, if you will. I want to take it a level deeper. And by the way, hi, Uncle Milty. Hi. Um, I want to take it a level deeper, and then I want to open it up for conversation. And I want your two bits on this. Okay. I can't. I yeah. I really really do. Um, and I want to talk about in this hour where we're headed. But I and in the next hour, I'm going to talk about how we got here, but at a deeper level. Okay. Courtesy of Dr. David Martin um, and some of his uh, tape that I want to talk about with all of you. So. I think one of the best things talk radio can do that we're not really great at is thinking outside the box a little bit. And it might even seem a little strange to go there. But I figure that all of us are doing homework and research. This won't be very strange for all of you, because I think that at this point, you kind of realize there's more to it. That interview on Halloween um, where he's saying this is why all the companies were bought up, like WhatsApp and and, uh, Facebook, all all these uh, not Facebook, uh, the social Instagram. Why are they being bought up? So I want you to think about this for just a moment. Behavior. What is it about behavior that's so important to them and why? What is it that, that they are craving and wanting from us? They want, our, they want to be able to predict what we're going to think next and do next, correct? That's it. Right? Okay. So I want uh, to tell you, I was, I was doing some homework very late at night. <laughs> granted that um but uh, i was doing some homework and i was reading about facebook and metaverse and where they're headed and it's not it doesn't look good for us because it's a very strange universe that they're going to be presenting and it's sort of half reality half not um it's going to be a kind of a collision of fake world and and advertising and marketing messaging where you might not, they say you might not want to ever leave this world or might not be able to, which is going to get a little weird, uh, right? I, yeah, and I think it's going to lean more towards mm-hmm. won't be able to. Yeah. Because what's better? Mm-hmm. If you have a bunch of slaves, is it easier to beat them into submission or manipulate them into submission? Amen, brother. That's exactly what it is. So what I want to do is I want to play a tape for you. And this is, uh, this is Louis, uh, Louis Rosenberg, Louis Rosenberg, who is, you probably don't know his name very well, but he was actually the guy behind Metaverse. He has been behind the AI networking, the creation, kind of where we're headed from here on out. Because there's a reason that that data is so important to them. And it reminds me a little bit of Trading uh, Places, the movie. Do you remember the Trading? Okay. And what happens at the very end? We can't, we seriously can't harm the movie as far as people watching it now. It's been 1983. It's been a long time. So people know the ending. But the two gentlemen at the end, what? What what was the, what what were you just like shaking your head over at the end? That they had a bet. Yeah. They bet a dollar. A dollar. A dollar. Because the money wasn't the issue. Uh Uh-uh. And it was about, it was about whether they could do this or not. Right. Okay. So Lou, uh, Louis or Louis uh, Rosenberg is the head of AI and has been for about 30 years, been given a lot of money to work on this. And he was the one behind Metaverse. And he's even saying a warning that you, we don't really understand what we're getting into with Facebook yet, what that's going to look like for the populace. But he gave a talk back in 2017 about 
what he is concerned with. And if you ever want to know where we're headed, you study the minds of these individuals that we don't talk about a lot. We talk about the Elon Musks and we talk about the Bill Gates and yeah, ew, evil. But but we don't talk about this guy. And this guy is the one in the trenches. He's building the AI that will someday take our jobs and that will someday sort of be smarter than us, right? Okay. So let me roll some tape because he gets in. Now listen carefully to what he's saying. Very carefully because he's going to say some things and I, I might take some of these uh, clips out and, and, and do them on a short for you because you have to really hear what he's saying. But he's going to describe what he's most concerned about and how to shape events of the future for AI. Listen up. This is uh, Louis Rosenberg. Here we go. After all, every single one of you has about 85 billion neurons in your heads. And every one of those neurons is connected to thousands of others, which means there's over 100 trillion connections inside every human brain. It's the system formed by these interconnected neurons that make you who you are. Not just your intelligence, your personality, your creativity, your values and morals. Every one of us is a complex system of neurons. It's remarkable. Unfortunately, things are about to change. That's because an alien intelligence is heading towards us at breakneck speeds, and it will challenge our position as the intellectual top dog. No, this alien's not rocketing through space. It will be born right here on Earth, a sentient AI that will emerge in a research lab at Google or Facebook or a top university. How do I know it will emerge? I know because I have billions of neurons in my head. And I know that research labs are spending billions of dollars creating artificial brains composed of billions of artificial neurons. Mother Nature has already proven that this approach works. It will happen. An alien will arrive, and it will be smarter than us. And when that happens, it'll be our next big evolutionary pressure point, one that again requires us to get smarter, much smarter, or lose our position as the top intelligence in our environment. I know there are those who say we just need to be careful and we can prevent this alien from ever hatching in a lab. There are others who say we just need to put controls in place to be sure that this alien is helpful and friendly, eager to do our bidding. But honestly, we humans have a pretty bad track record for containing dangerous technologies. So what do we do? Personally, I've been worried about this problem for 25 years, ever since I took my very first course on artificial neural networks back in grad school. And for a long time, I didn't think there was a solution. A decade ago, I even wrote a science fiction graphic novel called Upgrade that outlines exactly how I see humanity designing ourselves out of existence by building the first sentient AI. And how did we let ourselves get so vulnerable to this fictional AI? We gave it control of our infrastructure. We even allowed it to deliver us our food. A decade ago, people told me that AI delivery drones were far-fetched. Now, it seems inevitable. But then I asked an innocent question. How have other species handled evolutionary pressures where they needed to get smarter, much smarter, fast? It turns out the answer goes all the way back to the birds and the bees, and fish, and ants. All of these creatures have evolved methods of amplifying their intelligence by thinking together in systems. It's why birds flock and fish school and bees swarm. They're smarter together than alone. No, I'm not talking about 
crowdsourcing like we humans do by taking votes and polls and surveys. I'm talking about forming systems, real-time systems with feedback loops so deeply interconnected that a new intelligence forms, an emergent intelligence with its own personality and intellect. I'm talking about forming a hive mind. Biologists call this swarm intelligence, and it's a natural step in the evolution of most social species. I like to think about it this way. A brain is a system of neurons so deeply connected that an intelligence forms. A swarm is a system of brains so deeply connected that a superintelligence forms. Simply put, a swarm is a brain of brains, and it can be smarter than any individual member. Okay, I want to stop it right there. We're going to keep going. But I want you to get the gist that he is very interested in you as a group and not you as an individual at all. In fact, David Martin had a comment about this clear back at the same time. Dr. David Martin, who I've had on the show, clear back four years ago, was commenting on the future, did, did a, an interview about the future. Listen to what David Martin had to say. It's a 45-second clip. The future of what community looks like is going to be people who actually see themselves as more valuable together than they are necessarily isolated. And with digitization and virtual pushing us into more isolated space, the future of community is going to be highly interactive and highly liquid, meaning that we're going to be linked not necessarily by a common belief system. We're not necessarily going to be linked based on a nationality, but we're going to be linked based on the things that we care about experiencing. And so it's going to have a new look and feel that's going to be about looking and feeling as humans. So he couldn't have known back then maybe about what was going to arrive in 2020, that we were all going to be forced into a shot. And we'll get into that, too. But I found it kind of interesting as he was talking. It was all about you're not going to be joined as a belief, as like a belief in liberty, a belief in this country, a belief as as being an American or um, just truly like your nationality, just being American. That was not going to be what joins you in this new future. It was going to be about creating groups, and there's a reason. So when we come back, I want to play the rest of uh, Rosenberg, because he's the head of AI, right? He's the one designing all this. You have to know what's in his head so that you can understand what these people truly want to see and what they're about, because I, I it's a little bit more, I think, diabolical I think, than even we can grasp. But he gives a, a really good story about bees that you need to hear. And you need to hear this explanation of Hive because it's a, you can tell he's been studying this for a long time as mm-hmm. he studies the human race and where we're headed. So we'll, we'll be right back. And then I want to get your thoughts on this, Uncle Milty. I can't wait. And you as well. 888-673-1450. Be right back. Hi, everybody. Go to the bottom of my homepage. You're going to see an ad for Z-Stack, Dr. Zelenko's new vitamin supplement that combines zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, and vitamin D. All of those things that we talk about on the show, he has combined them into one supplement. Dr. Zelenko is a board-certified physician in New York. He was the one that gave ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine to Trump and told him about that, and he was really the guy that started the frontline doctors. Dr. Zelenko formulated the Support Your Immune Function 
supplement. Zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, and vitamin D. Take this every day. This is a great combination of a supplement that you can take of all the things we talk about on the show. This is an amazing product to keep you well and make sure that you go get this. This is also manufactured in the USA. Head and order this. Go to the bottom of my homepage at katedallyradio.com. Thousand. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673. Hi, this is Kate. Make sure and go to preparewithkate.com. Preparewithkate.com. You're going to get special deals from my Patriot Supply and a payment plan. Isn't that amazing? You can do this on payments, which makes it easier on the budget. But make sure you have a food supply. Make sure you're um, adding to that food supply. All you need to do is go to preparewithkate.com. Thanks, you guys. 3-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. What are places, what are faces, bright and early for the daily races, going nowhere, going nowhere. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. Sad song. Oh, I didn't mean to go that sad. But anyway, welcome back. Uh, you can go to kdallyradio.com for all the podcasts. And really appreciate you sharing those. Um, you go to uh, mypillow.com. Go get some great products for Christmas and treat yourself. And you're helping Truth and Radio. And you're also helping Mike Lindell, who had a who had a great interview with uh, Donald Trump uh, a few days ago. I played some yesterday on the show. And he's fighting hard to uh, still put out the election fraud uh proof and he has so far and he's continuing to do it and so support all of this and you can do so at mypillow.com code word kate okay up to 75 percent off you just can't beat it they are truly amazing products so let me go back to this speech made by louis um louis uh rosenberg because you have to get into the minds of these people to understand what they're thinking about what they're challenging themselves with and he's going to go into a discussion about bees and listen carefully to what he's telling you about his work as pretty much the the, the head of AI and what AI does in our future, because you have to know by now, if unless you're living in a cave, that AI is going to have the biggest presence. And when he says this is this is issuing a whole new dawn of time, he's right. He's right. So listen to what he has to say about bees. Here we go. Let me give you an example. Honeybees. This is about 10,000 bees, and they have a very important problem to solve. They need to find a new home to move into. That new home could be a hollow log or the hole in the side of a building, or if you're unlucky like I was, a crawl space in your garage. Now, this sounds simple, but this is a life or death decision that could impact the survival of the colony for generations. To solve this problem, the bees send out hundreds of scout bees that search a 30-square-mile area and find dozens of candidate sites. That's the easy part. The hard part is that they then need to pick the best possible solution from all the options that they've discovered. Now, here's the rub. A honeybee has a tiny brain. It's smaller than a grain of sand and has less than a million neurons. You have 85 billion neurons, so however smart you think you are, divide that by 85,000, and that's a honeybee. You probably wouldn't want a honeybee picking a new home for you. And yet honeybees are very discriminating house hunters. They need to find a new home that's big enough to store the honey they need for the winter, that's ventilated well enough to stay cool in the summer, that's insulated well enough to stay warm on cold nights, 
that's protected from the rain, but also near good sources of clean water. And of course, it needs to be well located near good sources of pollen. This is a complex, multivariable problem. And to maximize survival, the bees need to find the best possible solution across all of these competing constraints. And remarkably, they do it. Biologists have shown that honeybees pick the best possible solution over 80% of the time. If you were a human CEO trying to find the perfect location for a new factory, you'd face a similarly complex problem, and it would be very difficult to find the optimal solution. And yet, honeybees can do it. Let's think about that. A single bee has a brain so tiny, it can't even conceive of the problem. But when they think together as a system, they can solve it so accurately that a human brain would be hard-pressed to match them. So how do they do this? By forming a swarm intelligence, a brain of brains that combines the knowledge and wisdom and insight and intuition of the group and converges on a single unified decision. I know what you're thinking, really? These are honeybees. How do they, how do they express opinions? How do they converge on solutions? Remarkably, they do it by vibrating their bodies. Biologists call this a waggle dance, because to us, it looks like the bees are dancing. But really, they're generating signals that represent their support for the various home sites under consideration. By combining these signals, the bees engage in a multi-directional tug of war, pushing and pulling on the decision until they converge on the one solution that they can best agree upon. And it's usually the optimal solution. And unlike us humans, the bees don't entrench, they don't fall into gridlock, they don't settle for a bad solution that nobody's happy with. They find the solution that's best for the group as a whole. I point this out because the phrase hive mind often gets a bad rap, implying a group of mindless drones who can't think for themselves. That's certainly how science fiction portrays it. But honestly, it's just not true. A hive mind is nature's way of aggregating the diverse perspectives of a population and maximizing their collective wisdom. And let's be honest, we humans are pretty smart as individuals, but in groups, we're not always that wise. That's because groups don't do a great job of combining their diverse perspectives. We use votes and polls and surveys. The problem is, polls are polarizing. They drive us to entrench exposing and reinforcing our differences, but doing nothing to help us find common ground. A swarm is the opposite. It's flexible and dynamic, revealing where we agree most. In other words, swarming doesn't just make a species smarter, it makes a species wiser. Now, we shouldn't feel bad that honeybees are so far ahead of us. They've been doing this for 30 million years. We humans have only been around for 200,000. Give us a few million years and we'll catch up. He's totally an evolutionist, but let me, let me tell you, when you heard that, you are no longer the individual. You're only as good as the group. And then they want to make it so that your group can be only strong together, but no individual voices coming together. See how polls bother him? You still have an individual voice. You still are an individual with your own thoughts and feelings. He thinks that if we were more like bees, okay, we, uh, and using that example of bees and how they work together, that you'll forget who you are and what you believe in and what you're about because you'll go for the best optimal consensus, whatever that consensus is. And my question is, 
can that consensus be driven? Can that consensus be engineered and manufactured? Okay. Because he talks an, a little bit later about electing elected officials and how, man, we would make this so much easier if we could get to the optimal choice of the right person together rather than having individual thoughts and feelings about that person, because that creates too much conflict for him. But listen to what he has to say about an example he gives with his group in achieving exactly what he would like to achieve in the future against AI. Here we go. Which brings me back to the problem I started with. We may not have a few million years. Our next big evolutionary pressure point may hit us within just a few decades. Which is why I asked myself a big question. Why can't we humans amplify our intelligence now? If birds and bees and fish can form a brain of brains, why can't people do it? That's what I wanted to know. So a few years ago, I founded a unique artificial intelligence company called Unanimous AI. We build hive minds. So let me show you what we've been up to. This is a natural swarm, and over the last few years, we've been modeling how swarms like this amplify the intelligence of groups, and we've been using those models to create the algorithms and interfaces to allow humans to form similar swarms online. Do you guys hear that? This is a Do you guys hear that? Yes. Similar swarms online. online. Shadow net, anybody? Triggering all the different ways in which we're manipulated online. They've been doing this online for a long time. So, so when you think about bees mm -hmm. or ants uh -huh. or other swarming type mm -hmm. creatures, mm -hmm. what's the one thing they all have in common? They all look alike. There's no individuality at all. Right. And that's, of course, one of the mm -hmm. reasons we've been forced to wear masks. It, yeah. the, the way we recognize each other is by our face. Mm -hmm. Without a face, you're not an individual. No, it's so true. That is so true. He also um, talks about the fact that he had a group of people, um, and this group of people can be pushing towards a solution like bees do, except that there's always a few people on the outer perimeter that control that group by pushing them in certain directions, okay? So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind, because that's important that are, there's a few outliers, few people that are in charge of where that decision lands. Yes, there's only a few. Mm -hmm. The problem with this swarming thing is that when you have everybody trying to think the same, you lose creativity. Yeah. And so you now only have a few people that are creative. Yep. And you have to accept their creation. Yes, amen. So listen to a couple more minutes of this. This is a human swarm. It's about 100 people all working together to move that glass puck. Each of the little magnets you see is controlled by a person logged in from somewhere around the a world. A person, somewhere around by the world. By moving their magnets, they're varying their opinions in real time, pushing and pulling on the system in much the same way that honeybees no. do by waggle dancing. On the decisions so they make. So how can a swarm yeah. like this answer questions. Let me give you some examples. Last year, CBS Interactive challenged us to predict the Kentucky Derby, and not just the winner, the first four horses in order. In horse racing, that's called the Superfecta, and last year it went off at 540 to 1 odds. Now, we didn't know anything about horse racing, we had never done anything like this before, but we were game, so we formed a swarm of 20 horse racing enthusiasts. Not experts, just enthusiasts. And we had them think together as a system to predict the winners of the race. 
So here's a swarm predicting the first place finisher, Nyquist. We did the same thing for second place, third place, fourth place, and then the reporter wrote a story and published the results. She even went to the Kentucky Derby, placed a bet on the Superfecta, and tweeted out her ticket, which put some pressure on us. So how do we do? We nailed it. Uh, and anybody who had placed a $20 bet, uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I don't so know if I'd clap that fast. We got $11,000. Okay, so so on the heels of that, keep in mind that um, towards the end of this presentation, he says this. Now, listen very carefully. It's a minute and a half. Here we go. A hive mind is nature's way of aggregating the diverse perspectives of a population and maximizing their collective wisdom. And let's be honest. We humans are pretty smart as individuals. But in groups, we're not always that wise. Mm, they don't trust us, That's see? because groups don't do a great mm. job of combining their diverse perspectives. We use votes and polls mm. and surveys. The problem is polls are polarizing. Oh. They drive us to entrench, exposing and reinforcing our differences, but doing nothing to help us find common ground. They're too individualistic. A swarm is the opposite. It's flexible and dynamic, revealing where we agree most. In other words, swarming doesn't just make a species smarter, it makes a species wiser. We should be able to form a true nope. superintelligence. Mm -hmm. And because the building blocks are people, tapping not just our knowledge, but our values and morals and sensibilities, the resulting superintelligence will not be alien, it will be human, just smarter and wiser we might be able to solve some of the hardest problems we face, Listen up. like poverty and inequality and sustainability. So the next time somebody uses the phrase hive mind as a negative, remember this, if honeybees could observe how, how we humans make big group decisions, like electing our leaders. Oh, like electing our leaders. Or, or resolving our conflicts, hmm. or planning for our future, they might think we're the primitive ones, but not for long. Interesting. You guys caught that, right? See, only a group in group think can pick elected leaders or solve any problems or get rid of all that poverty right on every corner in America, they say. All of these things. Oh, and sustainability and usher in climate change referendums. You know, a compliant group think. Be right back. Kate Daly. Hi, this is Kate, and I just wanted to let you know about a new product that I fell in love with, and I want you to have it too, and you can get a special deal on it right now. It's a wonderful sanitizer that really cleans, hospital grade, they use electricity to do it, and it's really natural. And it's not sticky, this, it doesn't have alcohol in it, it's just an amazing new product, and it's concentrated, so you actually get tons of bottles of it for a really low price and it stores well for prepping. So I would highly recommend this and get it while you can. Um, instead of $250, you can grab it for 44 bucks. This is at the bottom of my homepage. You can find the, the little ad on the, on the bottom of my homepage, katedallyradio.com. Click on it. You'll love this product. We need a new kind of clean. To do that, Clean Start combines two of nature's most powerful forces, water and electricity, to produce electrolyzed water, or HOCL. HOCL is your body's first internal response after an infection or trauma. In fact, it's significantly more effective at killing bacteria, viruses, mold and mildew than bleach 
or other household cleaners. Clean Start's globally patented tablet-based hand sanitizer turns any quart of tap water into FDA-approved alcohol-free hand sanitizer and registered wound care solution to a new kind of clean. Clean Start. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. show live today. I wanted to bring you this uh, bit of research I'd been doing because I had found a couple of these different pieces that I'll, I'll bring to the table right now in the same day, which all struck me kind of strange, actually, as I was thinking about where some of these people, they're in charge of our AI and where they're going to take us. Before we go there, get over to Balance of Nature and order the product. I want to see you healthy. It's a whole food product. There's not too many of those around. A lot of other products have like synthetic materials and fillers in them, not balance of nature. This is just the real deal. It's just vegetables and fruits uh, without pesticide or anything like it. Go to balance of nature, use the code Kate, get 35% off and um, free shipping. Get that product because then I know at least you've got a chance at being healthy right now. So as I was, as I was looking at these pieces together, it was really interesting because um let me share this with you. In 2012, there was a, a, a guy who was working with music and he was trying to synthesize that because he was also a beekeeper, just happened to be a beekeeper, okay? And he was talking about bees and this really caught my attention. He said, as an, this is 2012, as an electronic music producer and seasonal beekeeper, he goes, I was inspired to learn more about bee frequencies. See, we've been talking about frequencies in music. Right. And, and make a creative work that incorporated B frequencies, right? And because he wanted to raise awareness for them. <laughs> and then he went on to say, for example, the same high frequencies the queen bee creates are also used in genetic engineering to splice DNA together. They use the same frequencies in splicing DNA together mm. in genetic engineering. And then he went on to say... They create an immersive sound environment, listening to each perspective of the three types of bee. So he said what the queen bee would hear inside the hive, what the worker bee would hear inside the hive would be different than what the queen bee or the elite get to hear. And then what the drone would hear outside the hive. And so he said, you know, listening to honey, there's different frequencies, even in the honey they produce, depending on where they produce it. And uh, the, the water content. And he went on to, to give these big explanations about these bees. And it really caught my attention when he, in 2012 when he was talking about DNA splicing using the same sort of frequencies. I thought that was so odd given what we're dealing with right now with these uh, trial shots. Yeah. Medical trial shots. <laughs> and so I was looking at a lot of different... Things Because then, of course, my mind is going to uh, graphene oxide in the shots, okay? And there were so many studies coming out of the NIH with graphene oxide, um, with uh, mind control, with all kinds of different things that they could use. Chemical, tactile, different types of things that they were studying, and also with frequency, as we've been talking a lot about frequency. 
And does that graphene oxide sort of act like an antenna in your body? Because they really want you to get this shot. They're desperate, right? And they're desperate to have a lot of the shots because graphene oxide, if that's in the shot, it's very toxic. You have to do it in pieces. You could never Mm -hmm. do it all at once. But what kind of ingredient does that lend to frequency? And that was really what I was studying at the time. So all this other stuff was just strange. What are your thoughts, Uncle Milty? You know, I, uh, of course, I didn't know you had been seeing mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just off the top of my head, I see a few problems. Okay. Number one, bees, mm-hmm. ants, mm-hmm. Uh, other animals on yeah. the earth have smaller brains, mm-hmm. and they have smaller brains for a reason. Mm-hmm. Most of them only have one function. Right. In bees, mm-hmm. their one function mm-hmm. in their life is to pollinate. That's their sure, function. Sure, yeah. You don't need a big brain for that. <laughs> right, you're right. Humans, mm-hmm. on the other hand, are not designed for one function. We're designed to be curious, innovative, mm-hmm. creative, And if you take that away from us by doing this hive thing, we lose all that. And when we lose all that, we lose our will to live. Yeah. And this man who did this studying of the bees. Mm -hmm. Rosenberg. Mm -hmm. Had had Rosenberg lived in a hive universe, Mm -hmm. metaverse, Mm -hmm. he would never have discovered this because brilliant point. He would have had one function, and it wouldn't have been to study bees. <laughs> brilliant point, because he's been in charge of AI and metaverse, which is what Facebook is becoming. Right, That's they're right. delivering up a whole new universe for you that is half uh, created um, and very visual. And what's interesting too are there's there's different Russian um, biophysicists that go back and talk about the the vibrational behavior of DNA. There's a lot to the vibrations that he was talking about because he's talking about communicating like elephants when one dies there is a vibration of frequency that goes out that humans cannot hear but it actually addresses the other elephants they'll start walking in when one dies animals do this as a species all the time and there's a lot of species that do this and it's on you cannot hear it with the human ear right so yeah so these people like rosenberg Mm -hmm. or hitler or Stalin, or a dictator of some type. Mm -hmm. They all think their plans are great, but in essence, what their plans do is destroy humanity every time. And why? Because it's all about the collective. Right. It's always the collective. You are never an individual in this story. And we were created to be individuals. Individual. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Okay. All righty. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Make it quick. There you go. Hey, just really quick on your frequency ideas. I don't know if you guys have ever um, looked at the planets and how every Mm -hmm. single planet resonates on a certain frequency, Mm -hmm. and they're all intertwined harmonically. People are the same way, and again, because we have energy, and that energy comes from God, and so everybody's energy signal is unique and like a fingerprint for them. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. absolutely. Thank you for that. I agree. Yeah. And Rosenberg wants to take that away. Right. Right. Yeah. It doesn't work. That's true. It's a failure. Yep. One of the um, one of the researchers in Russia had a research group and they succeeded in proving that the method of chromosomes damaged by x-rays, for example, can be repaired. Right. And then they even captured information patterns of a particular DNA and then transmitted it onto another 
reprogramming cells to another genome. So they successfully transformed, for example, like frog embryos to salamander embryos simply by transmitting the DNA information patterns. Everything's done with vibration and frequency. That's what's so crazy about this whole thing is if you took any part of this hour and you only said a minute of it, we'd sound nuts. Yet when you put this all together, the way they think, there's so many miles ahead of what we're given in presentation by media and by all of our surroundings. They're usually 20, 30, 40 years ahead of yep. us. So they've got a huge jump start on this. And you have a lot of people in AI right now who realize that AI takes over. Can't you just see at the end of this that you have two old codgers sitting there placing a bet laughing as they place a dollar on who would win, a collective group that they could actually, now think about this for a second, because this was also in some research that was done. Could you collectively start making people um, accessible by frequency if you started to change up or insert into their DNA things that would resonate with certain frequencies to create a control of thought a control that they would not be standing in the way of or or claiming to be individual or wanting to be part of the collective. Because if you can get a group of of those middle-class B workers to do what you want, but even more higher functioning, but still do what you want, because there's always the queen bee, right? So if you could get them to do what you want them to do, wouldn't that be optimal? And then who would win, that or AI? I mean, it's it's I could just see two old codgers with a bet like trading places the movie okay. i can totally see that here's another reason it can't work okay the human brain if it's damaged mm -hmm. and let's say you lose your hearing uh -huh. because of a damage to your brain right your brain will develop different pathways to mm -hmm. re right repair your you're right. hearing you're right Ask so if they change your brain function by mm -hmm. dna it can be repaired by your yeah. brain. They're desperate to get this shot in every single human being yeah. all the way down to infant. Why is that? Obviously, there's no threat to us. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Keep it quick. There you go. Yeah, well, one thing you got to think about, what do the masks really do? They, they make you not think about other people. You mm -hmm. lose empathy. And that's yep. what this is going to need, absolutely. Right. You can't be empathetic. Right. Because you got to say certain ones are going to die and certain yep. we're going to survive as a collective. That's right. the most important thing. Ah, so it's a lot amen. of empathy. Yes. Amen. Thank you. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Keep it short. There you go. Caller, go right ahead. You're live. All right. I'm trying. Uh, caller, you're live. You have about a minute. Go for it. Okay. Very important. Uh, God didn't create us in his image just for the, the bees to be our model. Of, of <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. And uh, secondly here, this is just the most dangerous, one of the most dangerous snake oil sales that we've ever seen. The enemy knows that they enslave us through collectivism. Mm -hmm. And they're actually saying, listen to what he said, right. uh, collective wisdom. Yeah. Uh, he talked about an yeah. brain. He's uh, literally, well, not literally, but uh, implicitly, explicitly talked about a brain outside of our brain. 
uh, that's empirically, uh, mm-hmm. child, any child should know that. There is no intelligence outside well, of the individual brain. He's saying brain we can't to, solve problems or elect people unless we can all agree on who's optimal. I mean, give me a break, <laughs> right? Uh, tell, you know, that, the Soviet Union practiced warmism. How did that work out for the people? <laughs> not very exactly. well. Not very well. You're right. Yeah. And then the, and what mob wisdom. He kept mm-hmm. talking about a wisdom that comes with collective that's greater than the individual. Yeah. I like to for uh, people who want to learn more about collectives because we don't know it well enough. We've got to right. learn it. The Ayn Rand's uh, book, The Fountainhead, or, Shadow, uh, or Atlas, uh, Atlas Shrug. Yep. And I totally agree with you. Thank yes. you for the call. Absolutely. A caller, you got 30 seconds. Go for it. Hi. So in the Dr. Charles Morgan um, presentation that mm-hmm. he did at West Point, he the second half of that, he goes in depth about how the mRNA is edited with CRISPR mm-hmm. and then can be injected and make any kind of genetic product that they want. And they can connect brains to right. the Internet, to each other. He talks about the hive mind. He discusses all this kind of stuff in depth yep. and they can already do it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Thank you for that. I just today I was just presenting this combination of things I read in one day, which really struck me because I thought, wow, you know, this is really what they're going for is a control that we can't even I don't even think we realize what we're subjecting ourselves to at all. I don't even think we even remotely get what they're what they're really doing and how they're going to do it. Look around you Uh at the last 18 months. Right. The people who believe all this crud about the mystery disease mm-hmm, and, and, mm-hmm. The, and the jabs, they all look like bees. Right. <laughs> They're just, they drift through life mm-hmm. doing their one function. Right. They don't want to be disturbed with creativity, thought. They just want to do their function. Right. What, you're right. And what they're doing is very fundamental to who we are because there's no other reason to claim that we're in a plague and try to sell that to the masses when you can look around and clearly know that we're not. And then try to make sure that you get us shots for the rest of your life. What are they doing to our bodies? What are they doing to our psyches? What are they doing to us psychologically? They have to be doing something. There's got to be a reason they want these shots into us. And it isn't just profit. It isn't just profit. That's how these guys think. This is why I wanted to play this talk for you. It's not just profit, but but what it is, is control. It is. And in order to control us, they have to take away our humanity. Yeah. They have to turn us into bees. (laughs) Not literally, but yes. Mentally. Mentally, in a way, to become like a group that when we're together, none of us have individual ideas or beliefs. Why do you think they're always pushing one world religion, one world government, one world this? They're ousting any sort of individual anything, individual liberty, individual ideas, individual religion. Everything goes towards the collective. Everything. Yep. Yeah. And a great musical mind once said, one is the loneliest number. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> Thank you. That's so profound. <laughs> I appreciate that. We have to laugh or we'll cry. Um, But why is that data so important? Why is the prediction of behavior so important? They have to nail that. Do they not? They have to nail it. And they also have to sell you a bill of goods that has nothing to do with anything to get you to take this substance because there's no COVID in it. We've already know that. 
look at the ingredients. But that's why there's there's an awful lot of other ingredients in it. This is why they're losing because mm-hmm. most of humanity cannot be changed like that. We're right. two individuals. Right. But if people realize what's happening to them, maybe they won't be subject to these jabs, these things that you're putting in your body for no reason. I mean, people are voluntarily surrendering them, surrendering themselves to this. Yep. Why would you ever want to do that? We'll be right back. And now I want to go into why and how we got here on a whole nother level. So don't go anywhere. You're not going to want to miss this. Be right back. Mm-hmm. 